Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Brandy Waller-Pace, Nelson Williams, and Jake Blunt. We recorded this in September at IBMA in Raleigh, North Carolina. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick reminder to my banjo-playing listeners that I have an instructional claw hammer series over at pitchforkbanjo.com, and I teach private lessons in person at my home in Portland, Oregon, and over Skype. I teach all levels. Come get some banjo knowledge. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Brandy Waller-Pace, Nelson Williams, and Jake Blunt, but first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. since I played that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> There's him. Nelson Williams, Brandy Waller-Pace, and Jake Blunt, welcome to and welcome back to, respectively, Get Up in the Cool. 
I had almost forgotten, Jake, that your like stop doing that face and your I like that face in jams are the same. <laughs> and that it, it is impossible to tell what you're thinking other than you're having a reaction. Like a fiddler thing because that's become a thing with both Libby and Tatiana that I guess it's like under the brows glare no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like, well, it made a statement. Yeah. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what it said, but... It, it encourages me to try to make that face as much as possible and I'm like, as long as I'm making the face, getting the faces to happen. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You want to be memorable, if nothing else. <laughs> so, so, Nelson, you are the one who I have not had on the show yet, and um, bass is woefully unrepresented, underrepresented on the show. In uh, most things. In most yeah, things. in most things, yeah. <laughs> so this is the perfect opportunity to have you on the show because we can talk about bass stuff and you don't have to, like, specifically uh, fiddle a bunch of melodies on your bull fiddle here. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Also, if you ever want me to, just ask. I don't know as many tunes as I should, at least bow-wise, but yeah. work in progress. Yeah. Everything, everything's a work in progress. You're a, you're a, a German bow I style. I am a German bow yeah. style. Right on. Uh, and to whoever is out there who perhaps is not familiar, uh, the, the upright bass comes from a slightly different family than the violin family, particularly the viola da gamba family of uh, string instruments. Uh, which means basically we have a, uh, a underhanded bow hold as well as a regular French bow hold, which is like you know traditional fiddle or uh, violin family hold. Um, yeah, it's fun. I I float between German and French depending on like what I'm playing or yeah. like how my muscles feel. Right now, I'm currently on a I'm a German fan. I'm a German fan. How did you How did you meet Jake and start playing bass? With his band, uh, so the, the the short story is that uh, sliding into DMs works. Uh, <laughs> the, the the longer story is that uh, whenever Jake uh, released Spider Tales, I uh, listened to it firstly the morning it dropped twice in a row at like three a.m. Yeah. Um, in my home in Baton Rouge at the time. Um, to this day, I have never asked my roommate who lived in, in the room right next to me. If you ever wonder why I was listening to a lot of banjo music at 3am randomly one morning. Uh, but yeah, but became a huge fan of bass uh, music. Um, so did, did you slide into his DMs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, well, I guess like initially. Well, no, like, we like, like exchanging. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like there was still like initial like, I feel like you weren't aware who I was, but I was just like, man, this guy's album is great. And then I listened to his album, boo. Yeah, um, I think you were just like, hey, or something like that. And then I messaged you, I was like, hey, I might need a bass player. Send me samples of your bass playing. To which I very much, like, innerly, like, screamed. I was like, sure, yeah, totally. <laughs> Here's some videos. It's chill, it's chill. I remember you talking about him and was like, I know this guy, Nelson. He's going to send me some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So did you did you play much old time music before this? I don't. As a bassist, I'm sure you've played all sorts of things. Yeah. So like, uh, I uh, well, I was, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, whenever I was in college, I really started playing a lot more uh, folk music. I want to say like when I first started really getting into that world because I come from a classical jazz background, at least from a schooling perspective. Uh, 
my bandmates and like two of my best friends um we all like really like playing folk music and particularly i feel like bluegrass is kind of like a center pole um center pinning of like all of our musical styles yeah um and that kind of like slowly outgrew to like i don't know one of my uh guitar playing friends always like love learning like fiddle tunes uh on his guitar which got me into like oh fiddle tunes are really cool maybe i should learn some fiddle tunes which i was like oh old time music is really cool maybe i should like listen and play more old time music yeah um yeah the community in uh at least boundary louisiana is a much smaller uh old time community um Compared to like New Orleans, which has like uh, a much bigger scene for that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty unfamiliar with what's going on in New Orleans uh, or especially Baton Rouge, but that whole area. I know Lyle lives there, and that's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. legitimately, uh, Lyle, on my short list of reasons when I was deciding I needed to move out of Baton Rouge last, uh, the summer of 2020. Lyle was on my short list of reasons why moving to New Orleans would be a pretty good idea. Yeah. I was like, man, I like this photo player yeah. and I like playing music with him. It'd be cool to like live, you know, not an hour and a half away from where he lives. Yeah, for sure. I wish I lived closer. I'm as far away as possible, basically. <laughs> yeah, at least on this country. Uh, so we should say originally, like we had talked about Brandy have it, doing an in-person interview uh, because I've only interviewed you once and it was via Skype mm-hmm. and we had an, an uh, asynchronous jam Yeah, <laughs> and you said I, be- I believe <laughs> you said we should have a blackity black podcast I believe those are the <laughs> words that you used blackity black <laughs> It, you know, it doesn't exactly roll off my tongue because I try <laughs> to not say it very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to, like, you know, it's not one of the first things that I say. <laughs> it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Something about it just doesn't feel quite natural. Uh, so, anyway, you're responsible for this happening. Thank you. This is not the kind of thing that I would have, uh, you know, it would have been maybe a little bit problematic if I was like, hey... What if I, we happen to have Nelson and Jake and Brandy all on the same episode, just randomly? Yeah, no particular reason. So this is great, especially uh, on, this, on this show that um, is usually the, the opposite of, of Blackity Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for this. Um, let's play another tune, and then I want to, like, follow up with what you've been up to uh, in all of your endeavors. Um, particularly about this. Uh, uh, I'm pointing to the uh, Fort Worth African American Roots Music Festival, which I think we talked about last time, but didn't end up... Well, it did end up happening, a version of it. Right. Yeah, all yeah. virtual, yeah. Yeah, so let's play another tune, and then I want to ask questions about that.
That sounds so uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't hurt, it just sounds terrible. It's a real, I don't get to play guitar often at all, but I especially don't get to play guitar often with a bass player. And I feel like I'm learning that I have a lot to learn <laughs> about how to not walk into you or over or over you or get walked over <laughs> and oh. how to find my pocket. <laughs> it's, it, I always feel like there's a particular like guitar and bass and like being almost every musical setting. Um, there's a bit of like I kind of communicate. It's like my turn, your turn, yeah. walking. Are you like? Are you? Do you want to do something <laughs> cool? Do, do I want to do something cool? Are we just gonna like yeah. pull it down? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um, I used to work like for a moving truck and uh, just figuring out how to lift something with someone else and how hard it is <laughs> just to intuit that. Anyway, uh, we'll see if I can figure it out by the end of the episode. Brandy, uh, so Flamfest yeah. was awesome. It was not in person, but it was so lovely, and I love what you did with it. And I'm also yeah. sorry that you were not able to do it in person last yeah. time. You know, it was, you know, we regret it not being able to meet up, but the cool thing about it is that now we have a packaged thing. Yeah. So people say, what is Wampus? Yeah. Just send them a link, you know? Perfect. Yeah. But it is happening. It is happening. Uh, is it March? Yes. March 19th, Fort Worth, Texas. We're partnering with Southside Preservation Hall, which is a nonprofit that restores this pretty cool hall where we'll be performing, but also is trying to bring um, a better range of music, a wider range of music, into the area. It's um, the near Southside Arts District in Fort Worth. It got designated during the pandemic. So we've been working with them to bring everyone in. We want to have some, um, a little bit of speaking, some jamming, a couple workshops, start working with some students, with artists we bring in, and um, yeah. and just have people come see the show, and if COVID permits, do a lot of dancing at the end yeah. of the night. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Very cool. Uh, this is a really good lineup. Like, an amazing lineup. Yeah. Just, got, Justin got Robinson. Got Jake, of Justin course. Justin Robinson. Got Kat Cater. Yeah. Hunter. Yes. Nelson Williams. Oh, yeah. You're right there. <laughs> awesome. MSG Acoustic Blues Trio. I guess that's, yeah, I'm just going to say the whole lineup. We got Kafari. Got Junie's Brickhouse. I'm a really big fan of this this person. You know, the... she's all right. She's cool. <laughs> she, she teaches a lot. Sometimes she performs. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I'm, like, pressuring myself to have a little mini set together. So good. we can get back out there a little bit. Yeah, good. Yeah, hopefully we'll find some more people, um, you know, just kind of coming out, coming out of the corners because the old town community is teeny, teeny, tiny in Fort Worth. Yeah. Mostly based on the Dallas side and very, very small and um, super white, which is, you know, statistically a thing. Is Fort Worth white? Fort Worth is not white. I mean, you but know. But the old time scene is white. Yeah, yeah, we have a, like large, large white population, <laughs> very, very um, big Latina population, black population, um, small Asian population, you know, yeah. we have a lot of um, communities represented there that don't always get to be represented in our events and yeah. things that happen. So um, hope we can make the scene is part, more broad. Yeah. Yeah. Is part of your goal to, to have a festival like this so that it will start to change the 
the yeah. demographic of the scene and who's interested in playing roots music. And, yeah, 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 and having people understand that roots music is black music as well. Yeah. And um, I really want people in the track community in general to just be accustomed to turning their eye toward Fort Worth. Yeah. Annually. Cool. Kind of like build up, you know, people start routing toward us. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can't wait. I don't know what I'm doing yet in March, but I hope I can come. I was talking about coming to the first one. Yeah. When it was in person. Until everything and, shut down. Yeah. So I, I mean, guess, you know, everyone can't see, but I also, if y'all go to um, flammusicfest.com, F-W-A-A-M musicfest.com yeah. <laughs> you can see this um our lineup in this great art by howard rains who oh he did awesome this musician yeah he um he did our logo that's great it's lovely i yeah i feel like he he this makes sense that he made this mm-hmm. but also i feel like he dialed back some of his like wackier things for this it's not not well, it's not wacky. It's very colorful in his style. Like, it's it's less interpretive and a little more, um, like, literally... Yeah, a what little. ...what he modeled it against, because <laughs> yeah. I gave him some reference, some okay. references to work off of, and I love how it turned It's out. really great. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Um, what, what do you all want to play next?
What, what is that tune? Uh, it's a Will Adams tune. A and Will Adams tune. Yeah, I don't think he actually had a name for it, but okay. it sounds like Wild Horses Tony Point. It so does, yeah. I assume that that's what it was. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think I should just put it like in the list as Will Adams Wild Horses at Stony Point? Sure. Okay. That would be fine. Great. The well, previous one, by the way, was Running in the Whist Oaks or Running in the White Oaks from okay. John Musk. Great. I, yeah, I thank you. I forgot to ask. Yeah. Running in the Whist or White? Yeah, it's like written down on two different cards, two different ways. The one I got it from was Whist Oaks, W-H-I-S-T. Interesting. Which I assume was them saying West and the folklorist not understanding how Tennessee people say West. Sure. <laughs> Running into Whist Oaks. Yeah. Like, Whist. Whist. Yes, of Whist. course. Like the card like game. Like Wistful. Like <laughs> the oh, Whist Oaks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Uh trying to match the blackity black theme yeah <laughs> which is convenient because all the black fiddlers play g-tunes yeah. and that's like most of the g-tunes that hey. i know so we're the right key for this okay great i interviewed you right after spider tales came out something like that yeah you obviously weren't able to tour around yes. with spider tales and you're just now able to start actually putting it out there in person and I'm curious how people are receiving it because all of the discourse like all the discourse in any in any scene or in any community was online yes <laughs> since then until recently so how is it how's that been to actually put it out there well the first stop on I guess the spider tales release tour a year and a half after the fact was Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. So like that's a hell of a place to to kick it off. Yes. And then Nelson and George and Rachel came on the road with me at the end of August and we got to bring it around kind of the mid-Atlantic. Wanted to keep the geographic area small because things are still changing. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, people have been really into it. It's the first time I've toured with a backup band. Um, and yeah, you've been mostly just doing duo kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and only like half of the Spider Tales material is string band, you know? There's yeah. a lot of duo and solo stuff on there. So it's been like totally different for me musically, but it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I'm curious. Have you had to change your arrangements? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of tunes like from Reparations that we play, and yeah. that was all duo. And yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, shoot. I, I mean, I guess I'm going to get to hear that this week. That is true. I'm planning on it seeing at least one set. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah, you've been playing with George Jackson. Yes. And Nelson. And I guess Molly Obamsawin. Yeah, Molly Obamsawin yeah, played, joined played Newport. Newport with us. Yeah. And then and Rachel, Rachel of course, yeah. who was actually on the album. Yes. Yeah. And then shortly after... Spider Tales really was released. Um, I started receiving little demos from the next project. I don't know to what extent you are talking about it right now because you're probably just trying to focus on Spider Tales, but I feel like it's, I, we can edit all, anything out, but uh, it is very profoundly different to the extent that you said this may be the last IBMA that I get to play at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to get old time canceled when this album comes out. I can't wait um, <laughs> for, for that and for the album. It's going to be very fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I can't really say anything about what it is or who it's for or anything like that. Yeah. Because the embargo date has not yet 
you know, yes. I, I'm not there yet. But I can say that I just finished tracking, that I've got some guest features I'm really excited about. Um, and I hope to have it out, you know, sometime in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from it for, for a while, but it is so cool <laughs> what I have heard and I can't wait to hear the final thing. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it makes so much sense. And I, as a new direction for you, uh, I don't know if we talked about this in the last interview, but I, I perceive there to be, sometimes I've noticed a pattern maybe of black musicians entering into like the old time scene and then performing in it. And then eventually they're like, I think it's time for me to leave. <laughs> Does this feel like this touring Spider Tales to the extent that it's all time because you're doing not just Spider Tales? Does it feel sort of like a swan song to the community? No, not bit? at all. Yeah. I think well, I think the interesting thing that you're getting at there is that the old time community is not ready to like sonically accept diversity. You yeah. know, like people don't really have much of a problem most places you go with like black people showing up. But if the music yeah. sounds too black, that's like the benchmark for people to start shitting on it. So from my perspective, it's not so much that we like hit a point where we're like, okay, I need to leave the old time scene now. It's that like, we're never gonna sound like, you know, the 40 old white guys that everybody models their old time playing off of. Like, yes. it's just not realistic given where, when, how we grew up. And it's not really realistic for young white musicians either, but they like play the game like it is. Right. Um, so I think what you wind up with is just people leaving, not because we feel like we're quitting, but just cause like, I have a whole other thing I need to explore here and a whole set of sounds I haven't gotten to use yet. And it's not so much that I think I'm departing from old time, it's that old time won't welcome us. That's a really do those things. <laughs> great point. Like you're, you're saying like, oh, I would love to tour this next album at some old time venues and festivals if they would have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think the connection is there. Like it's all traditional music. Yeah. Um, and it's just realizing that, like, yeah, I think for me, the pattern that you've noticed is definitely real. But I think for me, it's just a framing thing of I don't think these people are leaving. I think they get pushed out the minute they start innovating. Thank you for reframing that for me. I, I appreciate where the onus goes in that yeah. way of describing it. Well, and I think it's also it's also important to note it's not always a race thing. You know, like we've seen that time and time again with white musicians who want to go do something a little bit different and wind up just having to like ditch old time completely because sure. they're like getting policed to the extent they can't do what they want without second guessing themselves and without being bullied over it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the internet I think has made that more omnipresent than it used to be. I can't wait. And I think it would be cool if some of the old time gatekeepers, the, the literal gatekeepers of the people who are hiring, mm -hmm. if if they heard your new album and were like, hey, that would be, we should make room for this because it would make us better. It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. I'm not expecting it, but if it happens, I'll be excited. Just putting it out there. Yes. Whatever whatever influence <laughs> this conversation can have. To all the have. gatekeepers who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> There's some gatekeepers. <laughs> Who have, who have a little bit of sway over that gate? Yeah, we were listening. So talking to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you, what should we play next? Do you want to do um, some on top of the world because we've done that together before? Yeah. Do you then? Do you do it in G? Yeah. Switch with me. Let me see. Okay. If I great. Do it in G. Great.
was in the spring one sunny day my sweetheart left me lord she went away but now she's gone i don't worry i'm sitting on top of the taking a break it just seemed like it seems like nelson's done and it seems like brandy is not For, done hearing breaks exactly no brandy forgot the next verse oh, and i probably I sang you. one twice anyway. <laughs> okay so we have time for one more before we do that plug all of the stuff where how do people give you money for goods and services content etc whatever it is that you're selling or that you want to point people's attention to nelson let's start with you how do people follow you? People follow. Uh, the easiest way to follow me uh, is on Instagram. It's arguably where I am the uh, most active. Uh, it's a uh, basic uh, spell with two S's because I'm funny. Um, so that's B A S S I C. I can't wait for what un- comes next. <laughs> it's just basic. Basic. Okay, great. Underscore Nelson. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not the full Nelson. The basic yeah. Nelson. <laughs> not the full Nelson. Not the half Nelson. No, the basic yeah. Nelson. The basic. Um, the budget version. The budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm um, super active. Yeah. Instagram. Base Instagram uh, is a thing. Base Instagram is totally a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
I remember when I first made that name back when I was like starting college. I thought it was super lame. And now I realize almost every bass player uses some type of bass pun sure. or whatever for their names. Like, I'm not weird. I'm just normal. And that's <laughs> totally fine. You're just n- normal bass player levels of weird. Normal yeah. bass players levels of weird. <laughs> yeah. and I can accept that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, I guess also uh, in plugging myself, uh, I'm I, I love playing music with people. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, an absolute joy. I learn I learn a lot from jamming. I learn a lot from just like um, music. It's like if you need a bass player for editing to like recording, sending you like a sample, or if you like need a bass player, a strong bass player for a tour. Uh, slide into those DMs. Slide into my DMs <laughs> and like I'll be professional and say like, uh, Nelson.Williams.Bass at Gmail if you need me. Great. I'll put I'll put a link in the show notes so that people don't have to do the 15 second back to get that again. <laughs> okay. Cool. Jake? Buy my records. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Where do you want people to buy your records? Do you care? Uh, well, if you get Spider Tales from FreeDirt.net, it gives me the biggest cut possible. Great. But um, otherwise, I mean, stream if you got a stream. But yeah. like... Buy and stream. To, yeah, buy it and stream it, or like stream it and then come to a show and tip me, like yeah. that kind of situation. Right. I know people like don't have CD players anymore, so yeah, you know. it's a weird time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a lot of tags. Um, set flam flammusicfest.com. Two A's. Two A's. One um, M. One M. No R. Because that sounds weird. That's what Swam Fest. Farm yeah. Fest. <laughs> um, I remember wondering that, and then I said it out loud. I was like, Flam Fest yeah, is better. Yeah, Flam Fest is better. Flam Fest on Instagram. Look us up on Facebook, um, decolonizingthemusicroom.com, because Swam Fest is programming of the nonprofit decolonizingthemusicroom.com. Um, and you did a whole, we talked about that a we lot. We talked on about last that, year, yeah, yeah, and so. did the song we just did. <laughs> Yeah. I get to do it with a band this time, do so it it's again. exciting. It's only the second time it's happened on the show. Yeah, yeah. So we can do it again next time. You're I'm going to be going for, like, Alec Baldwin SNL status like Jake here. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to catch up. Once yeah. I get old time canceled, you can take my slot. Decolonizing the Music Room is also on Instagram, on Facebook, um, and personally, Brandy Pace Music on um, Instagram, Brandy Waller Pace on Facebook. What's the other thing? Website, brandypacemusic.com. Great. Yeah, I think that's all the things. Um, donate to Decolonize the Music Room, please. Yeah. We're looking for sponsors for Flamfest and donations. And personally, I would I would love to gig places. And I can do old time. And I'll, I'm like, you know, Nelson here. Just like to get in where I fit in. Right on. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, IBMA, for so many reasons a bit intimidating for me and this is a really lovely way to start it because you're so easy to hang out with and play music with so thank Yay. you what should we do for the final tune one two
are many links to social media accounts, websites, etc. in the show notes for this episode. Make sure to hire these lovely people for whatever thing you're planning, donate to their organizations, and buy their albums if you haven't already. Just check those show notes on your podcast app. Please support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. We've got some gift-giving holidays around the corner. People love podcast swag, I think. I know I do. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. 